This webmasterradio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. Today's forecast calls for 6 to 12 inches and temperatures will only be in the teens overnight, so bundle up and... Imagine, you're planning your end-of-year reports, planning for next year. What are you going to do to monetize more in 2011? We're going to have clear and sunny skies with a perfect day of weather for everyone coming to AFCON 2010. Warm up your marketing strategies this December in our winter oasis for affiliate marketers. AFCON 2010 Florida, December 8th through 10th at the Fairmont Turnberry Isle Resort in Aventura, Florida. Sign up now at AFCON2010.com. That's AFFCON2010.com. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm for Thursday, September the 2nd, 2010. And you got happier host because Dave Davies is, well, how to say this politely. Dave Davies is off on vacation again. That's, that's, there's no polite way to say, dude. Gabe, if you're, li- Gab, if you're listening, uh, the studio's about to call you. So, uh, yeah, I'm flying solo today. Dave's off on vacation, uh, again. And uh, speaking of again, another oil rig has exploded in the Gulf of Mexico. No injuries and no reports of a spill, but it serves as a reminder that you've got to be careful down there. And has anyone seen the BP cleanup, the cleanup act on Google? It now that is effective. That's the most effective uh, cleanup BP has done since the spill began. It seems that uh, a fellow who he was involved with in 2003, professionally involved with in 2003, Paul Keglia, claims that a contract between him and Zuckerberg gives him 84% stake in Facebook, therefore a controlling stake. So Keglia is sending his lawyers in to pry into Zuckerberg's private life, who he's friends with, who he hangs out with, what he's interested in, what music he likes, where he's been drinking, who he's been drinking with, who he's been sleeping with, etc. Zuckerberg's calling this harassment. And it probably is harassment, but um, well, there's just, you know some kind of irony where Zuckerberg's great toy, Facebook, is easily the uh, most inviting place to give away your own private details to everyone in the world, just your own sense of privacy. It's just kind of ironic to see uh, Zuckerberg crying about his, you know, protected privacy in real life. Um, when you get involved in contracts, Mark, there's, uh, well, you can't set the privacy clauses. Then it's much more difficult to configure your settings when you're dealing with, oh, a court of law. But trying to configure his settings as uh, beneficially as possible, Zuckerberg is trying to get the case moved into a federal court away from the New York courts where it's been sitting for the last two years. Um, more on this as we learn more and more on who Mark Zuckerberg is dating as uh, Paul Keglia's lawyers uncover it. 
So two weeks ago in San Francisco, uh, Darren Babin, SE guru, asked me what was happening with Rand Fishkin, CEO of SEO Moz. Uh, Rand wasn't at SES San Francisco, though SEO Moz president and uh, host of Webmaster Radio CEO coach Jillian Riesig was. She was like virtually everywhere at SES. Um, but Rand wasn't there. Rand was missed. People were wondering what, where, where, where Rand and Geraldine were. Darren was wondering what was happening with him, and as it turns out, Rand was busy reinventing his company and what his company offers. In a post to the SEO, Mo SEO Moz blog today, and I'm just throwing the link to the blog up into the Webmaster Radio chat room. So in a post to his blog today at SEO Moz, Rand outlined a lot of the changes that have been made over the past few months and introduced at his Mozinar in Seattle yesterday. Anyone out there, if you're an SEO Moz Pro subscriber, you're going to notice a bunch of new tools and new functionality. And I guess while you're getting the tools, you're also going to notice that SEO Moz has a well, brand new website. They've slimmed it down substantially. Um, I think they're making it they're making it fully mobile capable. And uh, again, investing in a whole bunch of developments. So there's your answer, Darren and uh, friends. Check out. Uh, SEO Moz, SEO uh, Moz tools, and you know if you want a great set of tools, check out SEO Moz Pro. Moving along, there was a cool post in Search Engine Journal today on the frustration small businesses face trying to advertise through AdWords. Now, back in the early days, AdWords was affordable for small businesses. I mean, started at like with Overture, started at one cent a click. Um, Overture becomes Yahoo Search Marketing when Yahoo buys Overture, but Google comes along and I think it was set to five cents a click at, at, at the get-go when you, when you started a campaign. And then bidding would go up from there. Well, today, mass interest in bidding wars have pushed costs on average above a dollar per click. Written by writer Mark Thompson, the piece notes that Facebook ads and my ads uh, out of the MySpace network, they convert fairly well. They drive a great deal of traffic, although unfortunately, the um, the article doesn't quantify the amount of traffic or qualify the the conversions. Um, yes, if you're working in AdWords, you're uh, stuck doing best practices ROI. You're not going to win a bidding war. Um, Mark suggests uh, relevant landing pages, strong call to action, free content as a means of lead gen, and timely specials to entice user action. Well, yeah, so the PPC market is uh, maturing really rapidly. I remember when like PPC was getting all the energy and nobody cared about SEO and then along came social media and suddenly SEO was way sexy again. And social media is pretty sexy. In an article also at Surgeon Journal today, Brian Carter um, talks about paid advertising on Facebook with a post about large advertisers paying social media experts a cost per fan gained. According to his piece, some advertisers are paying, uh, well, fairly large amounts for the hard work of fan acquisition. Check out some of these feeds. 30,000 fans at $1.50 cost per fan. 60,000 fans for $125 per fan. $20,000 per month to acquire 10,000 fans per month. It's like $2 each. 4,500 fans for $9,000. Again, $2 per fan. I think 
I think that's a, a fairly significant market. Um, and I'm wondering how long it's going to take before Facebook starts cracking down on fan acquisition companies and, you know, rapidity of acquiring fans. Oh, I just love watching messages come through when I'm when I'm on the air. It's so confusing. Okay. We have a couple more minutes where we're going to go to break. When we come back from break, stick around. We have Gabriel Goldenberg from SEO ROI, one of the most interesting innovative thinkers. Get back to him in a second. We'll get to him in a few minutes. An interesting thing happened yesterday over at Danny Sullivan's uh, spin. Spin is the long-term SEO, SEM, social network site that was very much like Dig, allowing its users to vote up or vote down content. In a long post to the Spin blog yesterday, Danny Sullivan explains why the uh, well, formerly Dig-like article network has eliminated voting up articles. Spin has undergone a couple of reskins in its four years history, but voting was always part of the core community. Naturally, similar problems Dig faces with vote ganging, slagging, and spamming popped up at Spin. So did a bunch of absolutely useless content by article markers. Without the benefit of a sure-handed editor, and Danny mentions Rusty Brick from Search Day and SE Roundtable, article marketers use Spin as another repository to place their articles on when they could manipulate fairly easily. The voting aspect wasn't working for Spin's editorial staff, creating, according to Danny, a culture based on winning over quality communication. So voting's out, and the Spin community appears to be split on the issue. Some see voting as a thing that makes Spin totally special. Some fear corruption of Spin editors, which is like a silly concept. Um, I know most of the editors at Spin. They're not corruptible people. Um, they didn't start out that way. They're not going to end up that way. They're good folks. But, you know, I can I guess I can understand uh, folks who very much want something out of spin, fearing corruption of spin editors. It's just not going to happen. Uh, some, some fear spin will become another old boys network, which incidentally is a lot more likely than any actual corruption. Um, or a second publishing fund for Search Engine Journal, which is also kind of lucky, kind of likely given that these people were born to market themselves. As often happens, the spin comment section relating to Danny's post crosses the line into nastiness with vocal detractions, um, no, with vocal detractors fearing corruption, Danny using detractors as examples of actual participation, and folks calling Danny on using said detractors' data as an argument point. It degenerates from there. So you guys decide, wisdom of the crowd or eagle eye of the editors? Um, it's worth noting that a piece by Red Hine the most critical commenter um, about the switch is sitting high in the first place of spin in its post-voting incarnation. Invitations to spin an article remain as well. Okay, we got to move to commercial break really soon, but before we go, next week on Webcology, we're speaking with Chase Whiteside and Eric Stahl of NewLeftMedia.com. Chase and Eric are developing their thesis at Wright State University in Dayton, Ohio by traveling to political events around America and interviewing attendees. They take a particular interest in tea party gatherings. Their videos are frightening and they're informative, and we got them here on Webcology next week. Coming up after break, we have one of the more interesting spirits in the SEO community, Gabriel Goldenberg. Stay tuned, friends. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, the 2nd, 2010. 
We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka sound all the time? In my new book, ka How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at ka and I'll give you a ka button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at webmasterradio.fm. It's Chip Hedger from Digital Always Media. I'm afraid Dave Davies couldn't join us today because he's busy vacating. That's okay, though. How's it going? Today we have one of the most innovative young thinkers in the industry. 23-year-old Gabriel Goldenberg has made a fairly large contribution, fairly large footprint. Since discovering SEO by accident five years ago, Gab has chalked up several accomplishments to become the, one of the recognized young leaders in the industry. Affable, hugely intelligent, and consistently open to sharing his thoughts and opinions. Gabriel Goldenberg has an incredible future to build on a foundation of some extraordinary achievements. I think he's still attending university at McGill as well. Founder and president of SEO ROI, Gab Goldenberg, welcome to Webcology. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Um, I'm going to just let you go on because that sounded really good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, we 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 write to please. So we write to please, and so do you. Actually, you're writing a book. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. It's about uh, advanced SEO, and just the approach I'm taking is like instead of just sharing a bunch of tactics and this and that, I thought I would talk about the principles or some rules that I see. You know, other SEOs who are you know more experienced in that sort of thing, seeing these professionals how they think about search, how they think about basic problem solving and basically taking these really critical thinking principles, these creative thinking principles 
and just using those to solve all sorts of different problems. So kind of laying those rules out in the first part of the book and then showing to, you know, some fun uh, tactical applications in the second part. So it's, I'd say it's about maybe 50-60% done now. I want to add some illustrations, have somebody who's a little bit funnier than I am you know, do uh, do some editing and then uh, hopefully go live. You're publishing into a field that has well, at least a dozen, two dozen SEO books already written. Uh, why did you feel the need to write an advanced SEO book? You know, it's, it's a great question. I think that most of those books, at least from what I've seen, are for, I would say, beginners to advanced SEOs. So, for instance, you know, most of them will have a section about directories and basic link building tactics and all that sort of thing. And there's definitely a market for that, and those things are needed. But I'm not kind of writing for that audience. I'm writing for people who already know how to do all these things. You know, they can read, you know, the basics of HTML. They maybe know a little bit of CSS. They've got a couple of years, at least, experience usually in this industry, either for themselves as consultants, you know, in-house, whatever it is. And they're looking for a bit more. They're looking for how can I compete for the hardest keywords out there? What can I do to get that raise to bring on more clients, to get, you know, renewals, to um, basically just reach the peak that they can within their SEO careers, whether that's in-house as consultants or otherwise. And and what I think is that it's not just basically another how-to, you know, guide or even an extended article that's going to do that, but basically the principle. So the introduction basically says, you know, you know that famous quote about teaching a man uh, to fish, uh, and you've you know fed him for life instead of giving him a fish and you fed him for a day, and and that's the approach. The goal, I guess, of this book to just give people the tools, the principles for for being creative and critical, so they can solve any search problem, hopefully, on their own. But when you're looking at advanced SEO, I guess you know I got to ask: uh, white hat, black hat, gray hat, or is there you know much difference between the shades of hats when you're at the really advanced level? You know, it's I remember actually reading on BlueHatSEO.com a long time ago, and. Uh, a friend of mine who writes slightly shady SEO, or used to, he hasn't written for a while, but all the black hat SEOs that I know, I mean, I don't know a whole bunch, but those that I do know really know white hat SEO inside out, and they're also really advanced programmers and that sort of thing, and so they're able to play, you know, in the black hat SEO field. I wouldn't say that once you're advanced that it's all just one big mishmash and that's it. I would say that when you're advanced, you basically are willing to learn from anyone and everyone and you may not necessarily adopt their tactics you know verbatim and just copy it a hundred percent but you can adapt it so for example Ellie who writes bluehatseo.com a long time ago he had this thing called desert scraping and the idea of that is that you go to archive.org you dig around for you know old content that is no longer uh, around on a live website, and you scrape that up and publish it on a new website. So you don't have to, you know, use automatically generated gibberish content like some black hats do. And you know you're not going to run into duplicate content problems because the website that originally had it is offline. And you do that sort of thing. So the problem with that is it's kind of sketchy from a copyright perspective, obviously. And 
and also you're publishing it on a different domain, which you know might you know trigger some filters or flags, whatever you want to call them, with Google or other search engines. So I came up with something that was a little more gray hat, where you would actually buy the expired domain name and put that content on it. And that way you probably can avoid the flags with Google from having the content on one domain and suddenly it's on another one and you know it was on archive.org so it's a little sketchy. So you would do that kind of in the context where that old domain already had links, for instance, or if you really thought the content was great quality, it was like some research articles, whatever it is. And and then so that's kind of gray hat because you still have the copyright problem. And then Stefan Spencer at SMX Advanced, I think 2008 it was, you know, took that sort of gray hat and said, hey, you can even make this completely white hat by just buying the copyright and or trademarks, whatever intellectual property rights there have to be on that, and, you know, just use it legally. And I was like, hey, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. You're basically just taking it and buying the website after it's kind of expired. And so I don't think that there's just like one big mishmash of white hat, black hat, and gray hat once you're at an advanced level. I think there's just a lot of learning and kind of cross-pollination between them. But I, I do think they're still distinct. What's your, uh, what's your personal take on, on purchase links? I love them. <laughs> well, on, on an August 26th post at the SEO, SEO ROI blog, I'm quoting, Recently I spent 200 plus testing a text link ad broker who promised a big network of blogs without footprints. What happened in that test? So, so that test was a bust because the way this broker worked is that you upload your articles and they, they distribute them across their you know, networks of blogs and stuff. And it was, it was kind of uh, a funny blooper, I guess you would call it, albeit uh, a bit of an expensive one. Um, where instead of uploading the articles with my links, I uploaded them and forgot to include the links. But <coughs> as <it> turned, <laughs> so as it turned out, it turned it was a good thing because when I kind of looked up some phrases that were in the article, I found that the websites they were on were not really relevant. And yeah, okay, so my article was relevant to the you know site I would have been linking to, but it was like. You know, I mean, just to give you an example, like, I don't know, let's say, let's say you're a landscaping artist and you're getting a link from, I don't know, a jewelry designer or, you know, somebody selling enterprise software. Like, it's so far removed, it, it really doesn't make any sense. And so, that was, that's one particular type of paid link that, you know, I, I, quit the membership with that uh, broker because it worked on a monthly membership thing. And I just decided that it wasn't a, a really valuable service. Um, but if you, if you can set up your pay links in such a way that they're flying under the radar, and there's definitely ways to do this because, you know, I have clients who've been doing this for a few years and they're still successful and, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to get into too much detail, but like, if you look at, if you look at this article I wrote for Search Engine Journal a few months back, that is basically a hundred one different ways I came up with for you to hide paid links and make them look as you know organic links. And the truth of the matter also is that 
at least from, from what I've read online, both Yahoo and Microsoft, but I guess now only Microsoft, actually are fine with paid links so long as they're relevant, right? So if I'm, I don't know, an SEO and I'm buying a link on an SEO website, like, what's the big deal? I'm, I'm not doing something that I wouldn't do anyways if the search engines didn't exist, right? Because I would want people to find me from other SEO websites because that traffic is good. And, I mean, you know, I could back that up with Google Analytics, but it's, it's, it's intuitive. Obviously, if somebody is, you know, advertising on the con uh, Google Content Network on contextually relevant sites, why not also get links from those sites? Kind of the same idea. So, in, this case, in, the, in this case, Gab, you were willing to spend $200 on a test. Yeah. How much does uh, um, testing and experimenting and, uh, well, I guess sometimes failing, sometimes succeeding, come into your practice? Uh, a lot. I'd, I'd actually wish you were more, but, um, you know, one, one thing that kind of started out as a test when I, when I actually had, knew only the theory of paid links, so this was, I would say, maybe, um, I don't remember exactly when we started, but basically I wanted to actually get into the practice of paid links and learn about it that way. The thing was, I didn't really have a big budget for doing this on an ongoing basis, so I said, you know what, I am going to offer my services to manage a paid link budget for free for a limited period of time. and. You have to have, you know, minimum budget X, and after that, you know, we'll go and see from there. So we did that. We came up with a plan, and that was that was a really formative uh, period, especially because at the same time I was doing, you know, similar white hat link building stuff. And you know, like I said, one cross pollinates the other. You learn a lot from both, and and so that kind of that kind of experimenting, like, you know, we like to think of it as, you know, some guy experimenting being some guy in a lab coat and he's got all these, all these tests for scientific validity and blah, blah, blah. And I read about that in my book. I, sh I share, you know, how to run a scientifically sound SEO test and, you know, how to do it with where you're controlling the variables and when you're doing it in the wild and all that stuff. But the truth is that on a day-to-day -day basis, we're all learning from experience. And that's a huge, huge point that I make in my book, that you can't just be learning from books and from articles. I mean, it's something I love and I endorse. You know, my, my username on SEO Moz is, to this day, is still Bookworm SEO. But you need, to be, you need to be trying things out. And so I would say by now, I've probably managed... Um, I know I have managed over five figures in paid links, which is decent when you consider that most budgets are, you know, sub, sub four figures a month in that field. And it's, it's also allowed me to think and see, you know, how different brokers manage to achieve scale, what is, what is a more footprintable way to scale, what is a less footprintable way. When I'm talking about footprints, I mean like identifying traits. I, mean, I know you know this, Jim, but maybe for listeners who aren't so familiar, you know, those, those kinds of things that allow you to tell, oh, this is a paid link. You know, you see it in the sidebar, it's off topic, whatever, that kind of thing would be your traditional paid link footprint. And so it's, it definitely comes in. And 
you know, I'm really glad in hindsight that I did offer to do that service for free because some people might say, oh, you're cheapening your service and, you know, if you offered this for free, then, you know, what's going to happen when you actually try to sell service? Well, the thing is, number one, you're not actually giving something away for free. You're getting a scholarship for free in this case because you're managing somebody's paid link budget. Second of all, after that period, they kept on as clients. So that, you know, was a win-win. And, I mean, you just, you just got to do what you got to do to acquire that experience. Okay, and uh, well, on that note, um, we got to do what we got to do. Um, Gab, I want, we're going to go to break. I want to rush through a bunch more questions soon. You, I know sure. you're a local soccer coach and you have a game that you got to get to. <laughs> um, but, uh, dearest Webmaster Radio listeners, consider this a love letter from our advertisers to you because, well, we want to <laughs> make some big money. True um, that. Friends, we'll be back in a few minutes with Gab Goldenberg here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay tuned. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for the Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. IRN USA Radio Sports. This is John Clemens. SEOSeek.com is your one-stop site for everything SEO. From search engine marketing to pay-per-click management, SEOSeek.com delivers high-quality SEO services at affordable prices. SEOSeek.com can help you with SEO analysis, monthly reports, title and meta tag optimization, email support, and so much more. 
Want to keep your SEO in-house? Let our professional trainers teach SEO to your staff. Get a free quote and a free competitive analysis today at SEOSeek.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web Culture here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and I'm joined with by Gab Goldenberg from SEOROI.com. Gab, welcome back. Um, yeah. In our intro, in our intro to you, I suggested that you were one of the most innovative uh, thinkers in SEO today. I strongly believe that. So I know that you've been watching <laughs> the SERPs. I know that you've been seeing weirdness. And I want to know your opinion. Dude, what's going on with Google right now? I think that, well, I, I just saw a bit of weirdness. I don't want to, you know, overblow it or say, like, I discovered, you know, some brand new crazy thing. But I did see this search result page, which was 100% composed of forums. And personally, I'd never seen that before. So the query it was for was RAID access failure, RAID R-A-I-D. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this computer problem that affects, I think, your motherboard or your graphics card. Uh, it may be tied to NVIDIA. Um, from what I was reading, that seemed to be the case. And and so NVIDIA actually had their support forums ranking number one. And so I wrote a little uh, post on my site about it, about you know why why these search results might be entirely composed of forums. And I think it goes back probably to the Mayday update that this is, you know, a, a kind of follow-up to that because we know the Mayday update that happened right in May was about the long tail. And this was not exactly your or free iPod query or like something super popular like that. And... And so when I saw these forums, I thought, you know, this is probably rich content. This is pretty targeted to what people want. A lot of these sites are really authoritative. And it, it's just like all these, all these signals that we've, you know, been hearing about and seeing gradually become more important to Google, I think, are, are what's at play. And my friend Dave Davis from Redfly Marketing has an excellent post about the whole May Day update. And Webmaster World also has a great thread on their forum about it. I think they were the first ones to notice it and describe it. So I would well, check out a, those two. Just a note for uh, newer newer listeners or newer SEOs, um, Webmaster World forums always has the uh, most active conversations about <laughs> updates to Google. And usually they're the ones who spot them and name them first, as in the case of the Mayday update, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Once so they were... They noticed it, and then um, there was this whole long discussion. Why? Why is it going on? This and that. And Dave Davis, who, in addition to you know running Red Fly Marketing, I think with his partners, they also do a fair amount of publishing with their own in-house websites. So they were fairly well positioned to see you know different things going on, traffic patterns across different 
different websites they manage. And I would definitely encourage you guys to, you know, check out my little my little item about these new search results I saw, as well as see uh, see Dave's uh, post on Redfly marketing and the Webmaster World item, because both of those are really great sites and you know places you might want to check out more regularly too. One of the things I've noticed through my career is when we're on the cusp of a significant update, the big brand sites almost always immediately rise to the top. Really? Um, hmm. Well, it's happening right now. It happened, uh, totally happened during Florida. It totally happened uh, during Brandy um, and a hmm. couple of the other updates I can remember. And I'm seeing it happening again right now where we're seeing big brands rise to the top. and. My assumption has been that Google is messing with um, the values of uh, assigned to different incoming links. What do you think about yeah. that? That's that's a really plausible theory. Um, you know, what I I like to I'd like to express a more confident opinion, but the truth is I haven't really researched brands in a lot of depth to be able to give you something more more intelligent or well thought out. The best I can say is uh, a little while ago I wrote this two-part in-depth uh, piece that's split between Search Engine Journal and my own site and it's called like what 70 hours of link building research will reveal or something like that. And so working with Majestic SEO which has some great, great, great backlink research tools especially for volume work, all that, we looked at the keywords and I, I think there thirty different niches if I'm not mistaken. So thirty niches, both short tail and long tail. And one of the things I would definitely saw was that if you had the exact match domain name, then you were able to rank with a significantly, significantly lower amount of backlinks to that. So I think that in the case of brands, you know, because because there's search query volume for their brands, that kind of makes their brand name uh, a um, an ex that, that makes their website an exact match a domain name for their brand, if you will. And I guess that maybe carries over to links that they have. So you know that might that might explain why why you're seeing them show up higher if you can analogize between exact match domain names where. You know, let's say you're trying to rank for SEO, then you would be SEO.com, for instance, um, which is run by another friend, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> Ash Buckles, and they're another cool shop. But anyways, getting a little off topic. But yeah, like I think, um, was it Baseball.com or uh, Cars.com definitely is doing a great job in terms of their rankings that I was able to tell. And, you know, a lot of these other these other websites that we saw ranking in the top search results with these exact keyword domain names and I think I think Aaron Wall made the point that there's an analogy between that and brands. Well you know that's uh, I, had, I guess two more lines of questions I know that we have to power through you've got five minutes or, la or less left sure. before you got to take off the soccer game. Um, you just mentioned Aaron Wall. Yeah. Somebody Someone we all learn from in in this business. Who who else are you uh, looking to for fresh information? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually love to talk about the, the sites I read from because it's basically just you know giving kudos to people who taught me a whole bunch of things. 
So let me just open up my feed reader and I can give you actually a detailed answer to that. So one, one blog I can tell you actually offhand that I love reading is weep.net for the simple reason that Weep's got some excellent link building articles of his own when he does write them and more frequently he'll write link building roundups and those are just incredibly useful for finding the latest and really in-depth ideas about link building that you'll see around. So, okay, my, my um, RSS feed reader is open now. So, who am I reading? Okay, RKG for pay-per-click. I'm a big fan of theirs. They do a lot of uh, retail, you know, e-commerce type of stuff. There's, uh, that's, RKG stands for RIM Kaufman Group, by the way, for those who may not know. There's Sear Interactive. That shop is run by Will Reynolds, so I read them both for SEO and for pay-per-click. In Advanced SEO, I read my friend Anne Smarty uh, at seosmarty.com. I read WordStream. I read uh, Justilian Gaspard at uh, Search Engine Watch. Uh, Richard Baxter, SEO Gadgets. Dave Harry at Trail of the Firehorse. Um, there's a few others I have here, but I don't read them as frequently because I find them a little bit less useful, um, unfortunately. They were more useful before. Uh, my friend Dev Bazu just put out some great, great research for local SEO. Um, he basically looked at you know important local citation sources and, and other details that are really interesting to local search. But the angle he took is that we're going to do it for Canada, and that's a great read. You've got um, Andrew Shotland, of course, local SEO guide. He's really uh, been taking a leadership role in that in that industry for the past couple of years, along with Mike Blumenthal, as everyone knows. Um, uh, uh, his 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 nickname is Silver. His last name is Smith. I'm trying to think of the first name. It's killing me now. Um, the website is Nodal Bits. N O D A L. Um, he's I know he has all this experience with the yellow pages, all that. First name uh, is just not coming to me. I'm blanking out. So those are some of those I really love. Um, in conversion, you have to tell you have to tell your readers and listeners about this gem. Abtests.com. For everybody who's always wondered if I test this, is there maybe somebody else who's tested this out before who can give me an idea how it works? This place is building a user-generated archive of tests people have run, and it's awesome. Love it. Um, they're really good. Marketing Experiments has been putting out a journal now for a little bit, I found out, with a lot of really in-depth case studies on experiments and tests they've run, you know, A-B split tests, multivariate stuff. Uh, a few more that I really love in that field are closed-loop marketing. They're um, Sandra Niehaus, who I met actually at the same search marketing expo I met you at, she and Lance Loveday wrote the book, literally, Web Design for ROI. Uh, it's both called that and it's about that. And so they do plenty of guest posts and stuff, and you can keep track of it through their closed-loop marketing blog. There's Ion Interactive, who um, I think started the CRO chat on Twitter, which is also really fascinating. You get, like... It's kind of a, a live chat session, uh, the way you used to have chat, um, chat forums on Twitter, 
and it's just really useful for learning. So those are some places that are, you know, A plus. I, I got to hand it to them. They do a great job. Well, while you were mentioning the places you like to read in uh, in our chat room, people were saying they want to read you. First of all, wh what what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is Gab Goldenberg. G A B G O L D E N B E R G. And they can find my website at seoroi.com. And um, for all the posts, like not just the stuff that I find like super high quality or in-depth that I post to the homepage, they can just click the blog link from there. So seoroi.com slash blog. And, um, and for the book, I forgot to mention it. It's at book.seoroi.com. Uh, Gab, I warned you this was going to happen. I have a dozen other questions I want to ask you, but um, being cognizant of time, you got a ride. You I do. Ride. Thank you so much for your time, Jim. It's been fantastic. Um, I'm sorry it's taken us so long to catch up and be in touch again. Yeah, um, if you're going to PubCon, I'd love to meet you and chill with the Webmaster Radio team. Darren Babin's a great guy, so is the rest of the people I've met from Webmaster Radio. And, you know, as usual, you guys, you guys are scholars and gentlemen. I have Nothing but thanks uh, to say. <laughs> Back at you, bro. Thank you so much for joining us on Webcology. Um, and good luck to your team. Thank you. Likewise. Take care. Take care. Friends, that was Gab Goldenberg, uh, founder, president, and SEO of SEOROI.com. Uh, at Gab Goldenberg on Twitter. Check him out. Read his stuff. Um, if you see him at a conference, hang out with him. He's a really cool guy. We are seriously rounding the corner here. Uh, Brasco, do we got to do another break, or can I just keep on rambling for the next five minutes? Because I know that we're being followed by a uh, live episode of... Um, just trying to put it in the chat room. That sounds so smart. We are being uh, followed by a live episode of... Ah! Affiliate Marketing Insider. Uh... Talking Affiliate Marketing Insights with Steve Schaefer, really cool fella from uh, Veritiv. Um, a couple things I'd like to quickly mention. Uh, Matt McGowan had a birthday yesterday. Didn't get a chance to actually wish him a happy birthday or commit an act of assault upon him, but I understand he's nearing 40. Not that I'm suggesting that anyone should uh, commit an act of assault on Matt McGowan because his birthday's over. But, great Johnson, Jason Hendricks. And Andy Crothers, watch out, guys. It's your day today. So, I, you know, watch behind you. You know who it was uh, yesterday, too, right? Well, it was Matt's birthday yesterday, which is why you can't go after him anymore, uh, because it's you're, over. You're missing one. Oh. You're missing uh -oh. an important one. Uh, yesterday. Vanessa! Oh, my goodness, it was Vanessa Fox's birthday. Yes. Wow. Don't commit an act of assault against this It's really bad idea. Just, you know, for folks out there in Radio Land. Um, uh, David, uh, Gab's going to be at PubCon next. Uh, he, he definitely said he was at PubCon in Las Vegas. That was fun. I really enjoyed talking to that guy. Um, glad to have finally had him on, uh, on the show. Just really quickly going over to the missive from the programming department that was sent out from the Webmaster Radio Studios late last night. George Brasco, 
I log off. Uh, I logged off Skype somewhere around twelve thirty last night, and there you were, still working away at the studio, dude. There's some nights I don't get into bed till three. Apparently, well, that may have something to do with all the new content coming up. Yeah. Coming soon. You got three new shows that you announced that are all coming to the radio uh, in September. Traffic Leads Money, a new weekly internet marketing series. Rock the World with LinkedIn. Uh, Lori Ruff and, oh man, Mike, losing his last name. Really cool folks from Denver. O'Neill. Mike O'Neill, thank you. And uh, one that I think I'm reading into, Weapons of Mass Marketing, a new monthly series presented by Raventools.com. Ra These guys are amazing. Raven tools are suddenly everywhere. Um, I so badly want to have them on the show sometime. Because again, these these folks have come out of nowhere and they're now like everywhere. So maybe I should have gone to break because like I'm cruising on autopilot. I got like nine minutes to fill. No, 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 no. Four I don't minutes. have nine minutes to fill. Four. I got four minutes to fill. Yeah. So why are you working so late, Braska? <sighs> what are you doing? Well, you know, a little change around in production. And it's just, well, you got to see the memo. We've been doing a lot more where um, we're doing a lot more social media work, and that does take a little extra man hours of time now. Where we're putting out hundreds of scheduled tweets across several different uh, Twitter streams. That's going out to hundreds of thousands of people every day. All day. It's addictive, isn't it? Once you get your hands on Hootsuite and you're like, oh, I can do this. Well, it's not so much it's, it's addictive, it's just it's effective. I mean, because I, I, without giving out, the, giving out the numbers, our downloads have increased month to month. Now for the fourth straight month. Since we started. Well, since we started this back in, I want to say June, we started... An increase on a social media initiative, and it has ballooned. Every show across the board has seen has seen growth. Always pleased to hear that. We're looking um, for a record year. We're looking to get a record year. Well, and you know what? It's been record year after record year after record year for the station, and it's still growing, and that's a really cool feeling. Um, one of the directions it's growing in that I didn't mention, and I always want to get this in every radio show, because friends, if you're going to go to like a conference this year. Or you're going to think of putting an extra conference on your schedule this year. Or you're looking for somewhere that you can, like, get a sponsorship that's actually going to be really effective and lower cost than many other conferences. Go to AFCON2010.com. Uh, the AFCON series, uh, organized exclusively by WebmasterRadio.fm, has been a... Uh, well, it's, it's been a phenomenal, a phenomenal set of shows. Um... Especially the, the last one, which I had no part in organizing. I truly enjoyed that one. Um, your favorite SEO joke. <laughs> anyway, folks, go to uh, AFCON2010.com. Um, how many SEOs does it take to screw in a light bulb, Brasco? No answer? No guess? Two, but they got to be really small SEOs. Oh, you got a better one, uh, pre Predivore? Yeah. 
Um, you know who should we get uh, get on to do SEO jokes? Brian Carter. Brian Carter would be uh, would be would be a great one for. He's a former stand-up comic, now a full-time SEO and writer. He'd be an amazing person to come on and talk about SEO jokes. <laughs> one of the problems with doing a with doing an online show is you have all these streams of chat coming in at you all the same time. Audi Allen. And it's often distracting. Alan Blyweiss has joined us, by the way. Indeed, it's always good to see, always good to see him show up. I'm seeing him show up on on my Facebook feed a couple times. Um, this was a bunch of photographs. He was the first interview I did at uh, SES San Francisco. And Alan, I owe you another one because that was all stumbly. Okay, you know what? We've punched the hell out of the clock. We've uh, screwed the pooch, dragged our feet, procrastinated, and now it's time to go. Um, friends, stick around, webmasterradio.fm. We got some amazing content coming up in the in the coming hours. Uh, following this show directly is Affiliate Marketing Insider, this time Steve Schaefer from Veritive, truly interesting fellow. And then one of the most interesting and... Uh, uh, <laughs> truly experienced people in the industry, Vanessa Fox, on Office Hours, coming up at 4 o'clock here on Webmaster Radio. We're going to be back next week with the, uh, well, the political thesis by the the two kids from New Left Media. You might have seen their videos. Chilling, haunting, scary, fun. Um, but till then, it's Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on behalf of my Vacant, uh, vac- uh, vacationing co host Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>